Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today's a, a really fun day. Um, I'm here with Heather Almendinger. Heather spent 25 years in the corporate world struggling with feeling drained, overwhelmed, and out of balance, never fully understanding or even knowing the powerful impact that her ovulation cycle had on her overall health and well-being. She was taught ovulation was for reproduction only, and having a period was optional. She tried several types of hormonal birth control. Although she didn't quite feel like herself, she pushed through because isn't that what we are taught? Her life took a transformative turn when she pursued certification as a health coach and FEMM trainer. Through her studies, she discovered a profound truth. Ovulation cycles are not merely a biological process but a vital sign of overall health. Just like blood pressure, weight, and heart rate, these cycles play a significant role in our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Her newfound knowledge illuminated the profound impact of the cycle on shaping our relationships with ourselves, our families, friends, and coworkers. Armed with this understanding, she learned how to harness the power of the cycle to increase productivity, foster creativity, boost energy levels, and combat hormonal imbalances, irregular cycles, and burnout. Now, as a cycle awareness coach, owner of Vividus, and host of the Be Vividus podcast, she is passionate about sharing this wisdom with others. Through her podcast courses and social media sites, she dives deeper into the fascinating world of cycle awareness, sharing personal experiences and providing practical tips and insights. Join her as she empowers you to embrace your cycle, unlock your true potential, and cultivate a life of balance and well-being. Through inspiring conversations and transformative guidance, you'll discover how to harness the power of your cycle to live a vibrant and fulfilling life. Welcome, Heather, to the podcast. That was a lot of information, but not enough. <laughs> Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I love being here. Yeah, it, it's a lot of information and trying to scoop that all into a little tiny bit is sometimes challenging. For sure. Okay. So we know where you kind of are today, although not really. Um, how did you come to this? What is the backstory of all of this? Um, I've always, I've 
had an interest in health and wellness for many, many years. Um, and I just never really, it was more of a personal pursuit. Nothing really too in-depth was just into losing weight, exercising. I used to mountain bike ride. I used to road bike ride. Just wanted to eat healthier. And I had a, I had my second son and my body just was not bouncing back the way I had hoped to. I knew, I mean, I was an older mother. I was considered a quote, geriatric mother at 38, almost 39. When I had my younger son, I had still had the weight gain from my younger, from my older son, nine years prior. I'm like, I got to get rid of this weight. This is, this is not healthy for me. And I started using some products. I loved the products. Never looked at the financial situation. Um, never looked at the financial opportunity. And the corporate world just was not, about six years later, um, the corporate world just wasn't working out for me very well. And I was looking for another opportunity, but I didn't want to just sell product. I never was, never wanted to be just a product sales person. So I went back to school for my certified health coaching and I got three certifications, one in senior life, one in family and one in pregnancy. And I loved the pregnancy piece. It dived into nutrition, um, complications, that sort of thing, how to really support that mommy and that baby. A coach of mine said, well, I know pregnancy is really where you want to go, but have you talked to those that are trying to conceive? And that's where I dived into that world and realized we do not know enough about our ovulation cycle. We know very, very, very little about our ovulation cycle. It is very much like an iceberg. We see the very tippy top and there is an entire mountain underneath the water that we don't know about. So I took a deep dive into the ovulation cycle and I absolutely love it. And coming from somebody who hated her period, um, I was cheering on a hysterectomy a year ago for myself. Now I love it. I actually enjoy my period. Um, I know how vital it is, and it's something that I want to share with others because we are taught that it's not needed. It's an option, and it's it's painful, and it doesn't have to be painful. Sure. Um, we also we also don't get enough information uh, growing up. The, the, the information just isn't there. Um, nobody seems to want to share it with us. And so knowing more about your cycle and how, when and how it works can really make a difference on your life emotionally and physically. Uh, tell us more about how, what words of wisdom would you give someone who is really young to prepare them for uh, dealing with this monthly uh, cycle? The biggest thing is we are told, or most of us, 80% of us have PMS, premenstrual, premenstrual syndrome. Some of us have PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric dis, uh, disorder. These are, PMS is common. Understand PMS is common. If we have PMS, it is our body communicating saying, hey, something's wrong. Something's not right here. Your hormones are probably out of balance. And when our hormones are out of balance, it throws off our entire body. 
It throws off our endocrine system. It throws off our adrenals. It throws off our gastrointestinal. It throws off our um, our cognitive. It just our body is very interlinked, and once we learn to communicate and understand that language that our body's teaching us, it opens up a door. It opens up a huge door that we never knew existed, and we can actually early detect illnesses um, by just having our period every month. And with young teenagers or young individuals that are getting into this, one pain, if there's pain, something's something you have to investigate what's going on. Um, but tracking a cycle and understanding what's normal for you uh, is very, very important. Knowing that hormonal birth control will mask any challenges that you're having. Um, there are usually holistic ways of balancing your hormones. It's just a matter of finding somebody who understands that and can can help you through that. Now, on a recent on your most recent podcast, you talk about hormones. Um, and you talk about the 12 hormones that are essential and also FSH and LH. Tell us more about that, the 12 hormones and then also those two. There are 12 hormones that are involved in your reproductive system. Um, the four major ones that we know of are estrogen, progesterone, the follicle stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone are the four major ones. Um, we've got cortisol, ghrelin, leptin, prolactin, testosterone, um, kind of all thrown in there, and they all have different places. The four major, though, are follicle-stimulating hormone. That is That starts rising shortly after a period shows up or as it ends. That stimulates the egg or eggs in our body to start developing, so that way one of them can be mature. Once that peaks and starts decreasing, then estrogen starts taking over. Estrogen starts really, really developing those eggs for ovulation. As estrogen rises, we have cervical mucus that can be seen, and it starts off as kind of moisture, and then it gets into a clear, slippery, lubricative, um, stretchy cervical mucus. When you see that, that's when LH, or the luteinizing hormone, is looking at peaking. The luteinizing hormone triggers ovulation. Once the luteinizing hormone or LH peaks or plateaus, it takes about 14 hours for it to plateau to hit its peak. It takes four, and it's 14 hours of a plateau, and then it decreases it for over 14 hours. When the LH surge happens or plateau happens, ovulation can be anticipated within 12 to 24 hours. During that time of ovulation, it is a very turbulent time when it comes to your, your hormones. You've got some progesterone in there. You've got the LH. You've got estrogen um, all helping you ovulate. And that's your body's main objective of your reproductive cycle is ovulation. Once ovulation takes place, the follicle that held the egg that was uh, released for ovulation turns into its own little organ called the corpus luteum. That starts developing progesterone. And progesterone holds on to your uterine lining for about 12 to 14 days. And if that egg is not fertilized, that's when menstruation happens. So that's, that's kind of a, a very brief overview of the hormones going on inside of your body, what 
is happening during kind of which stages. Um, and it there's there's definitely a symphony going on inside of our body when it comes to all these beautiful hormones. So in counseling somebody, mm-hmm. basically, if you're observant enough, you can tell where you are in your cycle and what's happening with your body. Um, what are the major benefits of knowing all that? If take away the the question of of um, pregnancy and and ovulation, but what are the core benefits of knowing where you are in your cycle? Outside of pregnancy, you can detect if you have a um, possible health condition. Um, if your cycles are relatively consistent and they start going a little haywire, it could be a thyroid issue. It could be um, uh, an adrenal issue. It could be another endocrine issue. It could be there's um, different things and it could uh, point to. You could have a heart issue. Um, it's early detection. It's a way of early detection. Uh, I, I explain it that our cycle every month when we bleed is a doctor's visit without the scale, without the paper gown, and without the paper bed. It, we can tell what's going on inside of our bodies every single month. If we have pain over the last 30 days, there was something that we missed or we changed or our body didn't like that we need to change for the next month. Now, I know that there are some people who have severe problems with um, migraines and all sorts of other issues. What do you normally counsel them to do? I ask them where they're having these migraines. Usually it's in the luteal phase from between ovulation and when we st- menstruation starts. So that's the luteal phase. It's kind of one of the symptoms of PMS. Usually it's a hormonal imbalance. Um, magnesium ten, uh, seems to help as well as a B vitamin complex or B complex vitamin. That helps. Um, over-the-counter progesterone cream can sometimes help. You can get progesterone cream in most department stores. As long as they have a, a first aid area, you can get over-the-counter progesterone cream. You don't need it from your doctor. Um, it could be nutrition-based. It, it really depends on what other symptoms they're having. All of my clients learn how to, at the bare bones basics, learns how to track their cycle. So they know what is going on inside their own bodies. And if they see a difference, they know something's going on. Even if it's tracking for um, my one programs a month, we go through a month of tracking and, ex- and understanding what's happening in each of the phases. How, so that way, you know how long your cycle is. You know what is a standard cycle, what is a, subs- uh, a short cycle, a long cycle. I teach all that to my clients so they have knowledge for themselves. And if they have any questions and, and they need they want medical um, help, they can go to their doctor and say, hey, this is what my cycles look like. I, I'm well aware of what my cycles are supposed to be. They've been going a little haywire. Can we go and do testing for thyroid or I'm noticing this? Can we test for that? And it's it's empowering to be able to walk into a doctor's office and say, hey, this isn't right. And if we don't address it, I will go someplace else to somebody who listen, who will listen. 
Oh, that's so important. So important because so many times uh, we seek medical advice and the professional doesn't always listen to what we're saying. And yet we know our bodies. Um, now, a lot of women opt to be on some type of birth control, uh, whether it be because they want clearer skin or they want to regulate their cycle or they don't want to get pregnant. What are the, the pros and cons of, do, of taking birth control? Uh, how long should it would be an optimum length of time? Because no one tells us that either. That's that's true. They don't. And I, as you you said in my introduction, I've been on several different hormonal birth controls. Um, for me, there is a place for hormonal birth control. When it comes to regulating your cycle, if you have in your regular cycle, it's all hormone based. One of your hormones or several of your hormones are out of balance and finding out which ones and finding that root cause is what your body's asking you to do. When going on hormonal birth control, what happens is depending on the birth control that you go on to, if it's the combo pill, you've got estrogen and progesterone. It actually decreases. It puts you into premenopause or it puts you into early menopause. It shuts down your estrogen and progesterone. Um, the bleed that you get on the 28-day uh, pill is actually a chemical bleed. It's really not a period. And when you come off of that hormonal medication, your periods are going to be a little crazy. They're, they can be very bad. They can be very heavy. Um, they'll get better over a course of maybe a couple months usually about three months after you stop hormonal birth control, it's going to get bad. And then at six months, it's going to get bad again. Uh, if you went on it for acne, your acne, good possibility it will return. And it will return worse than when it was when you first started hormonal birth control. Six months later, it will come back again. And it, will be, it could be worse. There are, like I said, there are ways... The acne is our body's way of saying something's not right in our body. Uh, there are actually countries that they're acne free. Um, so it comes down nutrition, sleep, um, exercise, and stress management are, are big four pillars for that. With Depo, it can actually shut your Depo Provera, the, the injection. It can stop your period. It can completely shut down all of your hormones um, and it can take up to a year for ovulation and your period to return. I get a lot of questions from young ladies going, hey, I'm on the two month injectable, which is um, something available outside the United States. And they're like, why, why don't I have my period? And I asked them, well, are you on preventative medication? They're like, yeah, I'm on the two month injectable. I said that could stop your period or it could cause spotting. And it could take up to 12 months for your body to start ovulating again, because our bodies have to learn. They have to start communicating again with the rest of our body. Our pituitary has to start thinking again. Our hypothalamus has to start thinking about uh, hormones again. Our body has to communicate between the brain and our reproductive organs. So that way the brain can say, hey, I need FSH. Or the ovaries can say, hey, I need FSH. The brain can say, okay, let's produce it. 
Um, and then estrogen will go back and say, hey, I'm high enough. I don't need any more FSH. I need LH. The brain will release LH. But we need that. It needs to redevelop that connection. Um, hormonal birth control can also um, cause our cervix to age. Uh, and an aged cervix has a harder time with cervical telling us where our cervical mucus is. Um, can also cause some issues with fertility. Hormonal birth control has been linked to some fertility issues. I know on some of the sites, there's ladies who have been on hormonal birth control for 5, 10, 15 years because they weren't told what it does. They come off of it. They want to have children. We're told, hey, go off hormonal birth control. You can get pregnant right away. They're trying to conceive for a year, two years, three years. Some of them have been 10 years trying to have a baby and they're not understanding why they can't conceive. And it's being linked back to their time on hormonal birth control. And how much, um, what's the linkage between hormonal birth control and, uh, for instance, calcium in our bodies? Uh, hormonal birth control actually decreases quite a few of our minerals, including calcium. Uh, it can lead to osteoporosis later in life. Uh, trying to think here. I just saw it too. Um, but yeah, calcium, magnesium, I believe potassium, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin, I mean, a lot of the vitamins are depleted when we use hormonal birth control. Um, our body also needs fat good fat um, in order for our hormones to um, be generated. Uh, back in the 90s, we had that whole big, huge craze. It's fat's bad, fat's bad, low fat, low fat, low fat. And there were individuals having a hard time conceiving because they didn't have enough fat in their lifestyle and in their meal plans for reproductive hormones to be made. Yeah. And before we got on, before we started recording, um, I was telling you about um, the effects, the mental effects that I experienced have uh, many, many years ago uh, going off of birth control. No one told me that I would, I could possibly have a depression issue. And I was okay for th three months, but six months out, I all of a sudden had uh, the worst problems I've ever had um, being depressed. And then I got my period and everything was fine again. So I kind of knew it was hormonal, but I didn't know for sure. And I thought there was something radically wrong with me. Um, how common is that? That is within the PMS I, uh, realm. There are over 200 symptoms that fall under PMS. And I had the same thing as, as what you did just last year, uh, about three, four days before my period would show up. I, I was afraid I was going to be fired from my corporate job. Um, I thought some people were out to get me my depression. Uh, I had chronic depression was diagnosed with chronic depression for over 10 years and was on antidepressants. And when I realized through my education, how to fuel my body, that's when it all changed. That's when I actually had a period. I didn't have PMS prior to my, my period starting. I was like, whoa, 
hold on here. You mean I can go and have a period without pain? I can have it without anxiety. I can have it without crying spells. I can have it without headaches, without biting my kids' heads off. And I found out I, what I did was I started eating in order. Uh, eat the high fiber foods first, then eat the protein and fat or fat protein, eat those to, um, kind of together and then eat the carbohydrates. So what happens is the carbohydrates can spike your sugar. Insulin is affected by estrogen and estrogen is affected by insulin and so is cortisol. So when I started eating in order and really looking at self-care, looking at, so minimizing my stress, looking at my sleep patterns, um, all of that really came into play. And I realized, holy cow, this is, this is really what is going on with my, my menstrual cycle. And last July, my doctor and I are very much in communication when it comes to my medication. And he actually suggested I take my medication down to the lowest possible point to see how I, I felt on it. And last August, I did an experiment on myself and I stopped my medication. I am not recommending that to talk to your doctor. So I am not a doctor physician. I can't treat or prevent diagnose or anything. But for me, I stopped my medication to see if this was a, if I really needed that medication or if it was actually my menstrual cycle that was causing some of this. I didn't have PMS. When I stopped my protocols that I put into place, that's when I started getting some of the angry and the crying spells and some of the PMS symptoms back. But I haven't been on my depressive medication for almost a year. Wow. So what a difference. Now, tell us a little bit about how age plays into this. So you get your period when you're very young and now you're, you're years out and you're closer to menopause. How does that change? How, what, what are the major changes that end up happening? Um, well, it's very similar to when we first started our periods. Um, the average individual is about 12 to 14 when periods start. I was 10. I, my cousin was nine. Um, but it's when we start our periods, our hormones are starting to be produced. They're starting to communicate. They're starting to regulate. Um, about a year or two after it starts, our periods aren't to be regular. If they're not, if you're a teenager and you started your period about two years ago and they're mm -hmm. irregular, that could be an indication of health issues later in life. Because um, once you get about two years in, it should be a pretty good uh, cycle, consistent cycle. The reproductive years between teens through mid-30s, our testosterone starts to drop, our progesterone starts to drop, and our estrogen starts to drop. Progesterone is one of the first ones that starts to drop. You might notice um, sleeping issues. You might notice your PMS is a little bit worse. Um, it, once you hit late 30s, early 40s, you might notice some um, weight gain around the middle. Uh, that's an estrogen dominant uh, form. If you're really tracking your periods, you might notice that your periods are getting longer or shorter. 
You might notice that losing weight is a challenge, no matter what you do. Uh, hot flashes, cravings, um, even more so than what are normal, what you might experience um, during your reproductive years. I know for me, I'm in my mid 40s and I'm starting to really, really see these symptoms um, that I didn't, I, they were kind of there before, but I'm really noticing my cycles are a lot shorter. My cycles are almost a week shorter now than what they were six months ago. Um, I'm noticing more weight gain around my hips and my abdomen. And I'm like, okay, these are some things that I'm noticing. I'm starting to transition and it could take, it's a long transition. Um, it could take anywhere between a year or two to up to 10 years from the time symptoms first began. Uh, sleeping patterns kind of change, but it's really knowing kind of where you are, some of the symptoms in your body um, to, to help and, and to talking to somebody who understands what's going on to kind of help you through this and what foods can support you through this. And as you're coming out of your reproductive years, you still have a cycle. Even when you hit menopause, you still have a cycle. You're just turning into a wise person. Um, and you can go by lunar cycles, which <laughs> it's, it's very similar to our reproductive cycle. Just it's more in line with the moon and where the moon is at. But we have energy, high energy in the first half of our cycle. And we have um, decreasing energy in the second half of the cycle. Very much similar to the moon. If you look at the waning moon and it goes into full moon and then full moon to new moon um, is very similar to the menstrual cycle. You think of menstrual cycles, 28, 29 days, a moon cycles, 28.7 or something like that, almost 29 days. Um, so if you are on hormonal birth control and no longer have a cycle or you have transitioned into a wise woman, um, you still have a cycle. And I teach how to use that cycle to continue to empower yourself, but for productivity, creativity, and definitely time management. We can use our cycles for time management. It's a great resource tool. <laughs> I have so much that I, 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 now the questions are crazy because I, I know that the moon has a lot to do with a lot of stuff, but I'm definitely going to have to learn more. So now that you've mentioned that, how do people work with you? How, how do they find you? But um, how do they start working with you? And what are some of the questions you ask? Um, they can find me on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram under Vividus, V-I-V-Y-D-U-S. That is Latin for full of life. So I want us all to be full of life. Uh, I also have my webpage at Vividus, V-I-V-Y-D-U-S.com. Um, and of course, my podcast, you can find me on there as well, but you can see what I do. Some of the questions I ask is I, I ask what the goals are. Where does where does that potential client want to go? What do they want to learn? What do they want? What is their ultimate goal? Is it to increase their productivity, creativity, energy, and time management? Is it to understand their cycle? Is it a mixture of both? Is it um, balancing out those hormones uh, as it just through the reproductive years or even as they transition into wise women? I look to see what their goals are. I do have two programs and I'm working on a third. I have Finding Your Flow, which is just that, as I mentioned earlier, that four-week course that we just 
touch on where you are in your cycle and how to utilize your cycle for empowerment, productivity, creativity, energy, and time management. Um, and then I have the balancing your body, which includes nutrition, sleep, um, exercise support, uh, and stress management. And then I am developing one for entrepreneurs or business individuals who want to utilize their cycles for their business and how to plan out their weeks, their date, their weeks, their months, and their year in flow with their ovulation or lunar cycle. Okay. Wonderful. I'm just taking a few <laughs> notes. Thank you so very much. All that information or where they can, you know, people can find you will be in the show notes. I encourage everyone to visit your website and also listen to your podcast. Um, your podcast is great and you've got such wonderful information there. So again, all of your information will be in the show notes. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you. Thank you.